0: What's going on, Lions fans? Welcome to another episode of the Lions Meme Cast. I am your host, Nate, otherwise known as the Memes Guy. Thanks for taking time out of your day to give this podcast a listen. If you enjoy what you hear today, please go ahead and rate this podcast five stars and subscribe. All right, the dust has settled. Week two is done, and the Lions are one and one. Dang it. That is not a happy rhyme. All right, so let's talk Lions-Seahawks recap. What is with the Seahawks having our number, man? The last three games, they just own us. But let's dive into this game and let's talk about it. So we will get to everything else, but first we need to talk about this defense. Um, Yeah, what defense? So the Seattle Seahawks coming into this game, I understand they were down two starting offensive tackles. Both their starting tackles were out. During the week, the Seahawks signed um, 41-year-old Jason Peters coming out fresh from their retirement home. I mean, they were playing with guys off the street, basically. Seattle's offensive line wasn't great before any of that. And uh, Alex Anzalone uh, finally got to him after what seemed like forever. And we got one sack. And the sack came on a play where Geno Smith backpedaled for like 20 yards. And that is the only pressure we got on Geno Smith all day. Yeah, so I'll just acknowledge the question that all of us are wondering. uh, Why are not our dudes getting to the QB? I mean, let's be honest. We were all thinking that. So honestly, what it looks like right now, our interior defensive linemen are simply right now non-fact. and. This was something interesting over this past offseason to see how Holmes handled this situation. You have, still have, studs like James Houston, Romeo Okwara, Charles Harris, guys who have shown flashes. This season, you hope they can take the next step and Holmes is huge about developing players and, and building the team the right way. And you've seen him, I mean, you could just sit here and talk about guys for quite a while, like Amon Ross St. Brown. We get that. Now, I think what happened is that the front office, okay, they're like, this combination, Houston, Okwara, Harris, these, one of these dudes, you got three of them, they all got potential, one of these guys is going to step up and be that guy. That second interior pass rusher who's a threat. Someone that can finally, you know, be the duo, the second member in the duo to Aiden Hutchinson. Well, so far, and again, dude, it's only two games in, but so far, that's not happening. It seems the expectations that we had, not only for this defense, but for this defensive line, are just not being met as of yet. Now, the problem of none of these guys so far emerging as this true number two guy is that teams have a pretty simple formula to stop in our defense, at least our line, because they're like, okay, let's just double Hutch, and yeah, that's kind of all we have to do. Just double Aiden Hutchinson every play, and we can just impose our will. Okay, the question is, what do the Lions do to address this? Great question. I am so glad you asked. Yeah, I dude, I have no idea. You think I look like a coach? No. So, there's a couple there's a couple ways the Lions can go about this. And of course, now going forward, you have to factor in a couple other things. This team is banged up with injuries already, and we'll get to that in a second, but on defense, but now James Houston, tough, tough to hear this, out 6 to 8 weeks with a fractured ankle. I mean, that's just killer. So why was he playing in coverage yesterday? Why was he why was he like a linebacker? We needed pressure so bad. And literally this dude was just was unleashed last season. Literally, just just let this dude ball rush the quarterback. Just just let him have it. Anybody watch the Patriots, Dolphins game Sunday night? Where in one of the field goal attempts, the Dolphins were attempting a field goal, and Bill Belichick had one of his uh, special teams guys like get a running start, running running horizontally, and then when the ball was snapped, he ran across. Like, here's an idea: do that with James Houston. Well, now you can't because he's injured here's what we need to figure out. How are we going to get pressure? Because what I saw in the game is a scheme on defense that not only looked to be flawed from the beginning, it was a scheme that just was not adjusted as the game went on. When it was shown time and time again that the position that the players were being put in was not a position That was going to help them succeed. And Aiden Hutchinson is not part of the problem. Aiden Hutchinson's balling out. Week one against the Chiefs, seven pressures, a career high for him in a single game. Oh, yeah, that's against Patrick Mahomes. And oh, yeah, yesterday, guess what the dude did again? He got seven pressures. But he can only do so much. He's getting double teamed every snap. And frankly, I am kind of surprised that they're not moving him around. He's not being moved around the entire game unless I missed something. You got, if you're the Lions playing the Seahawks, how about exposing some weaknesses on offense? Oh yeah, lineup punch on the left side. It's no, just an idea. Another factor in this defense not playing up to their potential is just the performance so far of just a few guys. You got guys like Aleem McNeil, John Kaminsky, the Kamish, Benino Jones, who played, all three even played Sunday. They really didn't do much. And Aleem McNeil... You know, great offseason, the dude loses a ton of weight, he's getting bulk, he's getting in shape, and you just haven't seen that so far. And so Dan Campbell, in his Monday press conference, Campbell alluded to just some guys who needed to play better. He said, we need some of our guys to be more reliable. And it just seems like that the defense on Sunday was pretty easy for Seattle to just pick apart and have their way with. So, I was looking at a stat or a visualization rather that contained all of the throws that Geno Smith made on Sunday. Almost all of them were completely to the right side of the field or the left side of the field. About 40, 30-40 attempts, all of them were in the same spot. They found what worked and they kept doing it again and again and again. And yeah, we didn't adjust, we were not able to stop it. So, you look at that and you think, okay, what is that on? Is that on player or scheme? I would probably have to say scheme for that one. And I'll just say this too. It's easy after two games to look at what the defensive line has done and who we picked in the first round, Jameer Gibbs, and be like, I knew it. We should have picked Jalen Carter. Like it's easy two games in to say that, but you just can't say that yet. And I think Gibbs um, is already showing some flashes. They, it's obvious they're easing him into this offense. But now, of course, and we'll talk about that in a second, David Montgomery's injury, we will see what happens with that because it looks like Gibbs is primed for more touches now. It's a long season. We have a long way to go. So we will see what happens there. And it's interesting, too, because you have Broderick Martin and my dude Isaiah Bugs, who have been inactive for the past two weeks. You got to have to wonder when those guys are going to get playing time. You know, with Houston's injury, you got to imagine one of those two guys um, Bugs or Martin are gonna get the nod, and they're finally gonna get some time to prove themselves. I mean, the Seahawks okay. They have Lockett, they have DK Metcalf, they have some solid tight ends, so they have some personnel that presents you know some tough matchups for us. But do you know what else? They have in terms of personnel, yeah, two backup tackles, and yeah, their center, their starting center, got injured during the game too. But we just couldn't get it done. We could not get pressure. So look for the Lions to figure that out because, bottom line, they're just going to need to if this season's going to be anything special, which we all hope it will be, and I believe it still will be. We don't have the dudes to make this the best defense of all time, but, man, this defense should be taking a bigger step than it's taken the past couple games because, bottom line, we did upgrade. We made upgrades at several positions, so now we just have to see it. So far we haven't seen it. And we need to see it soon. Otherwise, yeah, we're gonna be feeling one and six again. Okay, maybe that's an overreaction, but we just we can't do that. We saw how that worked for the first seven games, right? You know, our offense balling out for the most part, but then our defense just not giving us a chance. Just need to tighten some things up. And this group, this coaching staff has shown that they can do it. So a little bit of humble pie uh, taken. By this Lions team. We'll see if they can bounce back next week. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about the rest of the defense because while we didn't get any pressure, there were some plays we got pressure. I mean, there were a few times where we almost got home to Gino. Again, Hutch had seven pressures, but the problem was all Gino really had to do was dump it down to one of his backs or tight ends, and then, okay, you got another eight yards. So there was a lot on many levels that wasn't working for the Lions defense on Sunday. But again, When this defense is working, obviously the guys are trusting each other. They're sticking to their jobs, their assignments. There's that trust and camaraderie that they're going to play as one unit. And you saw over the course of last season, the last half of it, the back half of the season, you saw that chemistry. You saw the team gelling. You saw the defense finally, you know, knocking some guys around, flying around, sticking to their assignments, staying disciplined, containing the edge, getting turnovers. We saw it, and it was great. But of course, a new year, the same nucleus of guys, but a bunch of new guys, and they're still figuring it out. So let's figure that out now. That would be ideal. So a few things about the Lions secondary. You had my dude Jerry Jacobs, who honestly, and he knows this, probably had his worst game probably ever. I wasn't a huge fan of how we basically had him on an island the entire game you know, whether it was against DK or Tyler Lockett, just playing a lot of man. And just our secondary was giving Seahawks receivers just a bunch of separation and space. And and of course, Geno is just, you know, it's easy for any quarterback to take advantage of that. So overall on each level, just not our best day defensively. And again, each unit needs to be balling out in order for this defense to be good. We need each unit doing their job. Typically, when one unit suffers, the others are going to suffer along with it. But, of course, the news coming out pretty late um, Monday night from NFL Network tweeting that C.J. Gardner-Johnson is potentially out for the year. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is feared to have a torn pectoral. Not good at all. It's believed to be a season-ending injury, for the defense, obviously, having him out for any amount of time is a huge blow. And obviously, it, it does look like he could be out for the majority, if not the rest of the season. So, tough loss, obviously. That one really stinks. Um, but of course, you know, you have dogs. Tracy Walker, completely healed from that injury he got last season. Man, would be great to see him really just come into his own and really own this role with this new opportunity for him to potentially be the de facto starter. And of course, do not forget Aaron Rodgers' father, Kirby Joseph. So the Lions have options at safety. Now let's take a look at injuries across the rest of the team, starting here with the offense. So we're two weeks into the season, and unfortunately, it looks like we are going to be down a few key pieces on offense. Of course, you have David Montgomery who is now limited weekly who is now going to be limited with a week to week ankle injury. A big tough loss for our a tough loss for our offense. Montgomery has been outstanding so far. Of course, minus that critical fumble, but he bounced back. After that, of course, then he got injured, but we're hoping that he can Come back soon from that injury because he's already a big part of our offense this season. And then, of course, Taylor Decker, who's still battling that ankle injury. There was hope that he was going to be able to play against the Seahawks. Of course, he wasn't there yet. And as of Tuesday morning, Campbell still says they're unsure. And, of course, the injury to Big V. That was a little scary when that first happened because he was on the ground for a little while. Looks like it could be a lot worse. It does look like he might miss some extended time here, four to five weeks. His injury, thankfully, though, does not appear to be season-ending. I mean, you honestly, you had just about one game with our offensive line completely healthy for the first time since 2021. You had one game, and now it's not. Well, obviously, injuries are a part of the game, but hopefully you see this offensive line heal up. We've shown last year that this coaching staff and the guys we have on our bench can do a not only a good enough job, but they can do a pretty great job protecting Jared Goff, giving him time and opening up those running lanes. Now let's turn attention to the performers on offense. And I just got to say, all right, Goff had to pick six, but guess what? I don't care. My confidence has not wavered in Jared Goff. He's the man. As far as I'm concerned, the man went 28 for 35, 323 yards, three touchdowns. He played efficient and Man, this dude makes some beautiful throws. It's fun to watch. And again, that pick six was tough, but of course, looking back at it, it looks like Gibbs was responsible for running the wrong route, so that's what caused the pick six. Guess what? Interception streak is over. Even though he's been asked about it constantly, guess what? Now he can go 5,000 passes without an interception, so no one will ask him about it again. The offense is right there. They're clicking. And Ben Johnson is still Ben Johnson. I just love, you got to love some of the things he drew up. I just love, again, a flea flicker to Khalif Raymond. I love the flea flicker because guess what? When Ben Johnson does it, it almost always works. So that was a beautiful play. That really key, I think it was, what, fourth and two when there was that that, that shifty little toss to Amon Ra, St. Brown. I mean, how special is Amon Ra? Again, this game on Sunday, 100 yards, 102 yards, looking great. And then Josh Reynolds, man, these first two games, he's been balling out. Has 66 yards, two touchdowns Sunday. And, of course, I want to give a shout-out to Khalif Raymond. He's a beast. But Sam Laporta, you just love to see how this rookie is coming along here. Again, this dude, his first two games, when his number is called, he answers. And he just honestly seems like one of those guys that can be really special. I mean, they drafted him high, so you would hope that he'd be able to be that guy, but he continues to develop that chemistry with golf. We see that every week. And again, going back to a bit of coaching, there were a few fourth down conversions that we didn't get that we would have liked to have. You know, it's interesting for me to see Ben Johnson, who's a genius, continues to prove that in several ways. And I think one of these... It's interesting to me. To... Now, it's interesting for me to see Ben Johnson, who continues to prove his genius. And I think one of the biggest ways he does this is the way that he tailor makes his schemes to fit his players. Look at Jared Goff. This offense is built around Goff and what he does best. Notice next time you're watching a Lions game, how many times Jared Goff takes the snap under center? He's under center for like. Almost all snaps. Watch that next time you're watching a Lions game. Notice that. Observe that. Because you will not see Jared take many... You will not see Jared take many snaps out of shotgun. And when you're under center most of the time, you're able to disguise what you want to do on offense. And Jared is efficient with the ball. He's got some playmakers around him. It's all gelling. Like, the offense, minus some turnovers, isn't the problem. But of course, you turn it over to the other side of the ball, and you don't necessarily see this defense being built around the guys you have. I would just hope going forward that Aaron Glenn would sort of use the players that he has to his advantage and draw up some schemes, maybe some creative blitzes or or cool nifty blitz packages. I don't know. I'm not the coach, but you seem to really see that happening with the offense and Ben Johnson, and you don't necessarily always see that with the defense. I think one example of this was, of course, James Houston dropping back into coverage for a lot of his snaps that he did play on Sunday, whereas we really needed a pass rush, and that's the best thing he does. He is an amazing bull rusher. So just an interesting observation. I hope that next week we find ways to use the guys we have on defense. You know, it's funny because if two or three different plays go differently or if the Lions just win in overtime, we are having a completely different conversation. But, you know, maybe this loss is what the Lions needed. We, we knew that they weren't going to go 17-0. Maybe this loss is what they needed. We have seen in the past how this team has bounced back from tough losses. So here's hoping that going into week three at home again against the Falcons, not going to be an easy task. Um, You can't underestimate them like you did the Seahawks and the fans at Ford Field, man, did they show out. I just read Tuesday morning that Sunday's game against the Seahawks was the fourth loudest game ever at Ford Field. Lions fans deserve a home playoff game so bad. And if this team keeps grinding and keeps doing the good things that they're doing, we could very much get there. But I think Sunday was a great reminder of how the NFL season is long and you can come back down to earth pretty quickly after riding the high of a big win. Here's the deal. The Falcons are coming into town here on Sunday, and they are not going to be a pushover. They're 2-0. I don't think they're a great team, but they're a team that we should not underestimate, especially considering how we underestimated the Seahawks. So look for the Lions to bounce back on Sunday. Hopefully, hopefully, we can get some semblance of a pass rush. That would be delightful. Aiden Hutchinson is due for at least one sack. It'll also be um, interesting to see how the Lions deal with injuries here. We have a lot of guys banged up. We'll see if we can overcome those injuries. So if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe right here to the Lions meme cast to make sure that you don't miss an episode dropping here weekly throughout this season. Thank you so much for giving us a listen today. It is very much appreciated. I'm right here with you, hoping the Lions can turn it around. So keep it right here for all things Lions football and Lions memes. And until next time, go Lions, and we'll see you later.